0: Welcome back to Torn, Finding a Mom Life Balance. For this week, we're going to take you back to episode 75, where we continued our series on embracing personal growth, parental coaching. Are there parts
1: of motherhood that did not come naturally? Do you feel overwhelmed? Are there secrets you wish you knew in advance about the motherhood journey?
0: Could you use a place to cope with motherhood, laugh your woes away, and lighten the mommy guilt?
1: Welcome to Torn, Finding a Mom Life Balance. Welcome back to Torn, Finding a Mom Life Balance. Today we're going to talk about embracing personal growth, parent coaching. So in the first half of this topic, we talked about getting coaches just to help us grow personally, professionally, Um, but coaching doesn't only stop there, Torn Tribe. So we wanted to share with you some of the whys why we even seeked coaching um, even in our parenting journey. So Memes, do you remember um, what kind of kicked that off if that started pre-pregnancy or while you were pregnant? My why on
0: parenting coaching was just self-exploration mm-hmm. at different phases where Athena had Sash and Sam. Um, a friend of mine had a daughter and when, you know, we were very close and I would spend a lot of time. Anytime I was around anyone that you know, either needed the nurturing or the supervision or the care because I didn't particularly, like, babysit or things like that when I was younger. But uh I would come across scenarios that would bring up questions of, you know, how well did I do the paying attention, the being playful, um, which that friend always noted how I could, like, roll around on the ground and knew all the princesses and know all the songs to the Disney movies and things like that. So I felt like the fun stuff to parenting, I think I had down and I was, I would be good at. And then I just always observed um, my friends parenting and what they valued at different stages on the making rules and good cop, bad cop. And, um, you know, teenage angst and decision-making and celebrations and achievement and all those things. And my advice as people will ask me how I feel about parenting. It's, thinking a little about how you are when those things show up, when, if you have a younger sibling, if you have nieces and nephews before you become a parent and any other children that you, you know, spend time with and influence is that some of it, you can see how you are, but some of it will be really unique to your experience with your own children. Um, And that those scenarios vary. I feel like I spent a lot of time with, um, little ones that I was, I'm was, i a role model for, while some people might not. Um, and then I always think about when I'm in the presence of someone single, not related to kids, or, or very like in their phase, they're in their 20s. And it's just like, seems like kids are a disturbance, or that could be how you feel forever. Or that could be that you only feel that way about other people's children, but you would, you know, enjoy having your own children. So Um, I think for me, it was like a personal reflection that then led into, um, reading about it when I was reading self-help or personal growth books, like Daring Greatly by Brene Brown was one thing that brought up like a parenting manifesto and some of the anecdotes of thinking about your own shame, your courage, come up with what being a role model to your children and raising uh, someone up. So I think a lot of my initial exploration was just situational. Um, and then it became more reflective on the t- what I thought would be tough parts of parenting for me.
1: Uh, I would say that growing up in our household, because our mom, for part of her career, was in a daycare setting. Mm-hmm. And then she actually ran a daycare out of our home. That we were exposed to little people from early on, but I will say, I don't, I at least consciously, I did not attribute that made me kids or embrace kids because, mm-hmm. in the moment, I enjoyed being around them, but then as I got old, of what my life would be and what it would consist of, it became more and more self focused. So it's like my career and traveling and um, making sure I was financially stable. And so parenting kind of went to the back. Pain, so much so that when I did my pre counseling with my husband, um, before we got married, married, we actually went through this book that kind of asked you questions about all different aspects of your life. And one of the shocking answers was how many kids do you want? Like questions to me was how many kids did I want? I just put down zero because I'm like, no, I don't think kids, my career, I don't think they fit into traveling, Um, you know? And so it wasn't until, it wasn't until we were pursuing it that I started thinking about and seeing myself as possibly being a parent. And it didn't come in the form of like, oh, I desire to nurture someone and take care of someone. It was more of I went into work one day, saw a pamphlet on the office manager's like desk, took it and became obsessed with these doom and gloom statistics. And I just wanted to give someone an opportunity. I wanted to give someone pants, right? To become their best self because they were actually given an opportunity and not dealt this terrible deck of cards and left alone to have. So that was part behind pursuing adoption was I just wanted to change one person's life um, from becoming that statistic that seemed like it was And I wanted to see God do the impossible um, in someone's life. And so that's how we headed on this parenting journey. And it wasn't until we actually brought Sasha home that I realized, man, I know nothing about parenting. And having a child actually triggers things in my personality so or at my person i was like "Mm." so then because i was seeing that i had issues and i had control issues and i had i was just a very selfish person i started to read avidly and seek out actual like counselors like therapists um and through therapy, I was able to find, like, certain resources. But what drove me to getting coaching in my parenting was seeing all these negative attributes of myself that I just didn't want to be me. That's not who I was, right? Because in my career, I wasn't necessarily selfish. I was a good coach, right? Like, And even, like, coaching basketball, like, I ran a good team. And so... Also flourish in my parenting ability. So, meme. What are some of the hows of like how you went from before being a parent, being curious about it, reading stuff about it, and when you actually became a parent, how did you manage that?
0: And it's curious because the the career overlap oh, definitely influences being in education you know you get the parents who will question your judgment of things because you're not a parent or <laughs> you're just around right you get a flood of information from yeah. the group of students you have and the parents that you meet and the trends that you're seeing or how they're dealing with things um so for me um in i think just myself help for some reason there was like a stage where it must've been Oprah was highlighting all these parenting uh, advice, advisement um, books, but I came across the conscious parent pretty early on. I'm I'm, if I remember correctly, I was reading it before having SOF, but more in the lens of being a step parent. And I like, you know, eventually Dr. Shafali Sabari makes the series of like conscious family and, different way, different phases of this consciousness. And it's similar to what Athena's speaking about. It's like, what unearths in parenting your mirror, right? And how do you show up? What's triggering you? What is, what's the mirror your child? Because her lens is very much that your parenting is this next step of personal development that is teaching you something about yourself. Because children in being whole and not having the hangups and not have, you know, limited experience, you know, when they're younger and they're growing their experience um, you make up so much of their world, but it's based on your experiences. So in thinking about healing, all those things, it fit right in with my interest in self discovery and figuring out the me, because I think somewhere along my education and my career path, for me that the equation was always what I could control and that what I could control was me. And so if I was infuriated, I went zero to 60 all by myself in front of the toddler and I was the one having the meltdown. <laughs> it, usually, it usually means that it's a... <coughs> it usually means that I had to resolve something, realize something and that you can manage what the result is based on what, how honest you are with yourself about what's going on with you when things happen in in your relationships with your children, which pretty much carries over to relationships with anyone, right? It's what happened in the communication. How did it make you feel? How did you address it? Why? Um, And then in parenting, because you have so much of an influence it is that line, for me, it was always the question of the line of how much is me showing up in this and how much is this for the child? Is it about how important I think it is for Justin to be involved in things or is it what it's going to look like for me to be the influencing factor, making sure he's involved in things. And, um, you know, little things from like if your children mind their manners and are polite to others, they say please and thank you and they're on the developed milestone, right? We feel those judgment, all those things that bring us to feeling torn are the things you have to bring back and ask yourself, like, where, what am I, what's showing up for me here? And so just seeking out people whose strategy and approach aligned with self-exploration, because that's the piece I could control and what I could contribute to our family.
1: Yeah, so the... It's interesting that you say that because it's so true that it's the thing born that actually elevate us and push us to become better parents in the end. Because it was exactly that, that like, why am I losing my cool over the Kool-Aid? Or why does... Like, why do I have to control everything to make sure there is no mess when this is just their age? They're going to make a mess no matter what it is that you do with them. Um, And so I decided the how for me, the resources was um, counseling. And I always say this therapy plus Jesus equals an amazing person. Because it was literally that equation that helped me have a breakthrough in my parenting. So I and I was given this book called Healing Parents, Helping Wounded Children Learn to Trust and Love. Um, and I love that the title is really Healing Parents. And then the subtitle Children Learn to Trust and Love. Because in order to actually teach something you have to be the healed parent you can a- you can't actually teach a wounded child how to trust and love until you're healed and learn how to trust and love and bringing my son Sasha home i realized that that i was not a healed parent i was a wounded parent and i did not trust or love many people in my life i always had guards up the whole control the whole anger was Fear of abandonment, this fear of being taken advantage of or deceived, right? Um, so dealing actually made me, a but it wasn't until I had the child to trigger that desire or that revelation um, that I began to actually allow Jesus in to heal me. And the book that I will share that was that I still read today, you know that was so profound that i never realized before becoming a parent is the book of proverbs in the bible which actually proverbs is full of wisdom right like it has all these different little clauses that are just soaked in wisdom like applied not over and over again and it's so interesting that it's actually a book that is encouraged to read because it says it has the ability to live life skillfully it will give you the ability to live life skillfully and graciously and that's what I designed and it's so interesting how so much of the book talks about parenting and it talks about children so even though I didn't read it as a child I can see oh yeah I did all these things (laughs) to bring My mother and father, you know, and now my child's doing the same, but look at how the parents respond in this text dealing with that. And these are kings and queens responding because the book was written by King Solomon. Um, And there are certain proverbs in here where he's penning what his mother had spoken to him while he was in kingship. And so it's just a very beautiful practical way of dealing with every day and it has 31 chapters so you could literally read a proverb a day to become a better parent <laughs> so um, which I think is so key but it goes back to like having both in the equation you need to be healed and in order to be that parent that your child trusts and love and I like that this book had that in the title learn because it isn't something that we're innately born with. Um, if we want to become good at anything, we must learn more. We must like um, acquire that spirit of being a life learner. And not shy away from it. I so agree. memes. <laughs> yeah, memes. I was going to say, you know, we kind of shared our why and our how. Like what prompted us to seek out um, coaching for parenting. And then about that you were sharing some of your resources i don't know if there were more books or like teachings or modeled parents that helped you achieve your like how
0: i just feel like similar to education it's it's just been throughout our life right so definitely you know my i always in from day one with so from in the belly birth. I really did model a lot of what mom did. I enjoyed uh, the morning routine, the singing, the narrating, the tummy time, the how the day worked around the baby to the extent of nap times were in and um, wearing a hat outside and being very protective of this very fragile being. Um, And that is something that I always admired seeing how she could just like it had been years with us, but then she would just like flip it on with kids she was taking care of or nieces or nephews or anyone that she was close to. And I feel like that is something that it does, It feels natural to me. And I know it was learned um, but from that space. And then that the biggest epiphany for me was the fact that what I had learned in the classroom about kids being a mirror, about this experience being a mirror was similar for parenting That I think when you're in the hustle and bustle, if you don't take a minute to pause and and reflect or, or find a way in the middle of the night while you're breastfeeding, while you're making the food, while you're washing a dish or something to reflect on how much you're growing and changing in that phase, it's already overwhelming, but it can be extra overwhelming if we're not present in it because that epiphany for me was the one that kind of held me through. It was like this in my personal journey, I'm always like seeking to grow, get better at something, learn new things about myself, understand myself better. And that it, it definitely was this next phase of that journey for me. And so being in tune with what was making me happy, what brought me peace, what were the small things I could fit in there, bring me peace. And what were the things still bringing up a lot of, of torn feelings or questions or doubt? Um, and then in the present, I would just say embracing embracing the phase and then seeing what information trying to get ahead of it but you you know kids will get to different phases at different times even if you're reading up and expecting it in a milestone it could be six months early that phase could be six months later and or terrible twos can last all through threes too and i think it's regularly just delving into what are the experiences what are people saying what do i want to read about from what i choose to read with our family what activities i try to include so that it feels like we're omar and i are having conversation and being conscious of what's going on with the kids and with us and why and what's important to us during that phase
1: yeah it definitely impacts like what you do now and the results i would say after all those years of therapy and um, the continual reading of Proverbs on a daily basis, what I have seen is one I've grown personally and have become, and it's so interesting to hear other people say this to me because I never, um, especially since a am married that exudes patience and is very peaceful. <laughs> they're like, like, I'll meet other moms and they're like, you're so peaceful like your kid could be like hanging off the edge of a roof and you're like slowly walking to them to remove them from the danger. Um, And I'm like, well, it's partly, you know, the results of therapy, the results of being placed in the word on a regular basis. And the kids wear you down, you know, (laughs) like they help Um, and especially having four, I couldn't be the firecracker personality that I was prior to having them and still fizzle, (laughs) it fizzles out eventually. But I would say the major result that I've seen through being conscious of desiring coaching in my parenting is, a unified vision with my husband on the values that we want to instill in our children. And so now that we have a college age son, it's exciting to see how different that experience is than when I was in college. Um, I really treasure and cherish that my son still talks college courses. Um, desire to like share impactful texts or like impactful experiences or people that he's met or ideas that he has um, and getting to experience that journey with him. Cause that is one thing like, you know, I didn't necessarily have parents that hundred percent understood or were exposed to college environment. So it's hard to have that bond with them when I was in that season of life. But because I've embraced like continual learning, even when he's saying stuff that I feel like is so- ho- foreign or talking about topics that I feel like under a rock because me I'm not like you in the midst of the culture <laughs> like I, I kinda i I am still stuck in the nineties <laughs> like, I will be honest, so it's nice to have him bring me up to speed and i'm like what what's that word mean <laughs> I shouldn't no, be saying please. that you word. You don't
0: even want to know the ones they use now. It's I know. They, I know. I'm like, and how now, does now that... it's dating me because I just have such a visceral response to the shenanigans. I'm like, what? I know. Does all your oh. slang have to sound offensive, even if that's not what it means? Does it? I know. Have to sound like,
1: offensive? <laughs> does it have to make me feel dirty just because I heard you say it? Um, exactly. But yeah, so, so it's just fun that. What I've seen is that if I embrace growing all the time, that I will always have this connection with my sons of an open door, right? And that I don't become time box to them or only relevant for certain things. Biggest thing me and Steve desires that all the days of our lives while we're here walking on the earth, that we would be able to connect with our sons where they're at and, and enjoy the journey that they're on. Um, not to influence it by any means, like not to control it, but just to experience it. Um, so that, that's that been exciting. I
0: think some of our, um, you know, action stuff would be to think about what is a concern or need you currently have. And if it's a blog, a book, uh, sending us a message just to talk about it, um, it would be to be constantly learning, if if that's personal growth for coaching. Our highlight this month is just kind of what lives in our heart of what we want to keep exploring with ourselves and keep digging into for parenting and, and, and career pursuits, um, where we want to keep the fun, the creativity, the excitement about what we're doing in our lives. And so we just recommend that you do a little of that exploration and digging, and please share what you find
1: share. And now for our men's segment where we share a highlight from the week. And so memes for our men's segment of the show. What's mending you these days?
0: I'm about to begin the mend. I'm starting my
1: holiday.
0: <laughs> vacation in a time in New York right now that's a little worrisome and concerning with the number of positive COVID cases and, you know, just more unknown, which um, the Torn tribe will know is what has been the hardest to bear um, over this time, along with losses and worry. It's just this feeling of the uncertain. Um, So just trying to take a break to relax, you know, regroup, feel stronger but I'm keeping my 2021-2022 school year mantra of like less is more uh, because I think it's gonna help me feel whole
1: through whatever's coming next less is definitely more because even though you think you're doing less you're really not so
0: many things that pop up that it's like oh have to do that too yeah thanks for the reminder
1: yeah (laughs) um but i would say what's mending me is having the kids home on break a surprise Uh, i'm pretty sure miss carol that says you know when is school starting again um mom and dad are wishing school would start again um Mm -hmm. But as for right now, like I am thoroughly enjoying all four of them home, and each we've been doing something as, and um, one of my things that we've done so far, and there's still time to do it, Torn Tribe, is a, a Christmas light hunt. So <laughs> there's tons of lights out there. You can just drive around in your car not touching anything or you just stay in your car and it was the most delightful thing to do. We drove like all around Charlotte and saw like a couple of new houses that we had never seen before and at the same time we were able to, uh, what I've noticed is that a lot of the houses this year were actually donating to a cop, right? So there were houses to donate to for like St. Jude's Hospital and there were houses to donate to for the hungry. Um five loaves, two fishes. So it, it was just awesome to be able to give back to the community and enjoy time at my sons and discuss what is considered decoration. <laughs> <laughs> that was the that was the big determining do we check the box? Do we not check the box? Because it's just lights changing colors like it's a dripping icicle but is that really a moving decoration or is it the deer that looks like it's eating grass and its head goes up and down really slowly <laughs> so, yeah, i vote for the deer
0: it's not the light yeah. who said that? was that sam,
1: sam yeah it's that. sam, sam Twinkling, just want... it's changing yep. oh, yeah you wanted to check the box <laughs> the keeper of the check <laughs> um but no it was fun because and also this just shows like moms and boys i think so the list is one unified list everybody's supposed to be on the same team just looking out for stuff you read the list out whatever sticks in your mind if you find it it gets checked off of course most of my boys didn't understand that they're like we're not racing yeah yeah you're in the same vehicle (laughs) I know, I'm like, no, this is like, we're not competing, we're not so, there you go Torn job. I have a very competitive <laughs> bunch <laughs> but it was very enjoyable so, and you can make it whatever, it doesn't have to be like a published list or anything like that uh, that you keep because they did with their grandmother where she paid them a penny for every snowman that they um, I wouldn't Suggest just getting involved in that. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised how many snowmen are out there. Um, but yes, good times.
0: We are at Torn MLB on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Please drop us an email to tornmlb at gmail.com. Thanks for joining. Choose grace. When you feel torn, choose grace.